0: have your Bibles this morning, let's go back to 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1, My mic's not working. there it goes, 2 Peter chapter 1. also go to Romans chapter 5, 2 Peter chapter 1 and Romans chapter 5. 2 Peter 1 says, Simon Peter is servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith. With us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and mercy be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord, according as His divine power has given us unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given to us exceed, uh, exceeding great and precious promises. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corrupt the corruption that is in the world through lust Romans chapter five Romans chapter five Romans chapter five verse 14 and we'll actually we will actually go into chapter six some um, if I, if I have to, I'll make this a, a, a two-part message. But this, this is a continuation of our foundational teaching um, uh, that we've been doing. So uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 14, the word of God says this, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through obedience, or uh, if through, excuse me, if through the offense of one, many be made dead, the one that it's speaking of here is Adam. Many be made dead much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded to many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is, so is the free gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man Adam's offense Death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, Jesus, the free gift, and I I, I wrote right under that in my Bible, you can't earn it. It's a free gift. Came upon all men to justification. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Do you realize that you did absolutely nothing to be a sinner? Nothing. You didn't. You didn't do a thing to become a sinner, except be born. And most people don't. Most people don't get this concept. They 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 think most people think that well you know I, I'm a sinner. Uh, I, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No, I was an old sinner, but I got saved by grace. Uh, you have a brand. New, if you're born again, you have a brand new nature on the inside of you. You had a you had a sin nature, but now, if you're born again, you have God's nature on the inside of you. If we back up to uh, back up in the fifth chapter of Romans, uh, we we can see this. For when we were yet without strength, in due time. Christ died, this is verse number six, Christ died for the ungodly. Guess what? That word ungodly qualifies everyone. It doesn't leave anybody out. We were all, we were all ungodly until we, uh, B.C., before Christ. For scarcely, verse seven. For scarcely will a righteous, uh, for a righteous man, will one die. Yet peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. Look, and I love this. I, I, I love verse eight. But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified, this is after the new birth, we are justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. There's a little idiom uh, for the word justified. It means just as if I had never sinned. Grace, God's grace is his is his overwhelming desire to treat us as if sin had never happened. Isn't that good? Well, Pastor Wayne, what are you saying? That, that I can just go out and, and live in sin? If that question doesn't come up, when we teach or preach grace, if that question does not come up, we're not doing it right. We're not. The way Paul preached grace, he made grace so good. He made grace so wonderful that the, that the people were asking him, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And the answer is a resounding, God forbid. God forbid. And that that ter- that 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 phrase God forbid is a is a, is a, is like a uh, almost like a double negative. It is so emphatic, so so strong that that the only way you can get any stronger is to use profanity. So what are you saying, Pastor Wayne, that I can just go out and I can live in sin and do anything I want to? You can, but you're stupid if you do. Why? Because one, you will shut up the the flow of God's spirit into your life. Two, you open the door for the enemy to come in and he'll just wreak havoc in your life. He will have his way. He'll bring sickness. He'll bring poverty. He'll 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 bring death into your life. We're going to get into this here in just a minute. The title of my message this morning is "Why Holiness." Why holiness? You know, I, I've, been, I've been I've been here for a year, a little over a year now, and and I I teach and preach a lot of grace, a lot of grace. Why? Because. Grace is God's overwhelming desire to treat me as sin never happened. Grace is everything that God did, that Jesus did for me on the cross. Grace is everything that was accomplished through the redemptive work of Christ. It's everything. But there is a reason, several in fact, for us to live holy. Adam is the one Adam is the one that originally sinned Adam is the one Adam is the one that that introduced sin into the world he's the one that brought death into the world I can I can just picture this in my mind right now the the the, de, the devil uh, uh, looking spying and I'm sure he did this for for quite some time before he approached Eve I am positive that he he spied on them and he said, I've got to get them to fall before they have a child. Because if he'd gotten them to fall after they had a child, then then the entire human race would have already been perfect, and all he would have got was Adam and Eve. Think about that. Think about that. Got to get him before he has a child. Before the before the species is is uh, is 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 set into full swing and and is populating the earth, got to get him before he has a child. Adam, uh, Adam, through his fall, corrupted the entire human race. The entire human race. You did absolutely nothing to become a sinner. You inherited it. You inherited it. Most people on, on on the on the planet are predominantly right-handed. You inherited it. Your hair color, you inherited it. Your eye color, you inherited it. Your your receding hairline, or your full head of hair, or what whichever, you inherited it. Your tendencies, you inherited them. There are are things that a child will do even though they have never met their biological parents. There are things that a child will do that are traits of those those biological parents. They are inherent. The sin nature after the fall was inherent in man. We inherited it. But, but, The second Adam came and according to what we just read here, therefore as by the offense, verse 18 of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one Christ Jesus the free gift of righteousness came upon all men to justification. Well, Pastor Wayne, what does that mean? Does that mean everybody's born again? Nope. Nope. Not not hardly, not hardly. In God's God's eyes, the, the redemptive work is already done. But if you don't accept what he did on the cross, you will go to hell. Do not pass go, do not collect $200. That's like, that's, like, that's like if if your parent if one of your parents dies and, or somebody you know dies and they leave you something. Say if I, if I died and I left my truck to Tony, uh, uh, <coughs> if, if, if he never goes and collects my truck, it's his already through, through an inheritance. But if he never goes and collects it, he can't drive it. If you never receive the redemptive work of Christ in your life, you will go to hell. There is no other option. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a good person. Your good works don't amount to anything. That's, that's, see, see and, and, and religion has taught us that once we get born again, we've got to work our way to heaven. We even sing songs about it. I'm working on a building, working on a building, working on a building for my Lord, for my Lord. Good, are you born again? Doesn't matter whether the building gets completed or not, if you're not born again, it it won't amount to anything. The bottom line is you must be born again. Hallelujah. Bottom line. You you can be you can you can be just as good as anybody. You can you can give to all the charities, you can do this, you can do that, you can do the other thing, but if you are not born again, it is nothing. Nothing. Doesn't matter. You if if a person's not born again, they'll get to heaven and God will look them in the eye and say depart from me. I never knew you. Let's drop on down in verse, uh, in, verse uh, in chapter five. <clears throat> For as by verse, this is nineteen, verse nineteen. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be, many be made righteous. You didn't you didn't do anything to become a sinner. You didn't do anything to become righteous. You didn't do anything to become righteous except, with, with, except for one thing. You accepted Christ. That's the only thing you could do to, 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 to become righteous. Well, I'm I'm born again and I and I'm and I'm doing all this. I'm working. I'm in the church and I'm working and I and I'm and I'm and I'm helping people and I'm doing this and I'm cleaning the church and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I and I'm and I'm taking the pastor out for lunch and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. It doesn't matter. That does not make you righteous. That, that, that all those are good things all those are wonderful things all those are necessary things but they will not make you righteous they don't, they don't elevate you in God's sight but religion has taught us that, 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 that doing good reading our Bible every day praying for hours on end every day doing, doing all of these Christian calisthenics make us right with God not true it is not true doesn't do it doesn't do it. The only way you are made righteous, put in right standing with God is through the shed blood of Jesus, period. Is this good or what? I'm about to preach myself happy. Look, I could quote it to you, but just flip over for a second to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. <clears throat> verse 21, chapter 4, verse 21. If so be that you have heard, that you have heard of him and have been taught by him as, as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. You've once you get born again, you have put off this old man. That's what he's saying. You have put off this old man and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Our mind is in process of being, in order to fully understand this, you have to to understand a little bit of something about spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit. This flesh is not the real you or the real me. This is just my earth suit, which allows me to operate (coughs) here on the planet. That's all it is. You are a spirit, you live in a body, you have a soul which is comprised of your mind, your will, emotions, your personality and your intellect. Your spirit man is the only part of you that got born again. We are in process of renewing our mind through the word of God. That's what we're doing here this morning. We are renewing our mind through the word of God and once we get our mind in line with our spirit, our body will follow. We're waiting for the redemption of our body, which will come at the, resur- at the resurrection. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which after God, watch this now, if you're, if you're not careful, you'll gloss over this, which after God is created, created, created in righteousness, and true holiness. Your born-again spirit is created in righteousness and true holiness. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, so that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, so that as he is... So are we in this world? Not going to be. You already are. Well, I can look in the mirror, Pastor Wayne, and I can see that that's not true. It's not talking about your physical body. It's talking about your born-again spirit. Your born-again spirit is identical to Jesus. You are righteous. You are holy. Holiness and righteousness are not what you do. They are what you are. You're not a sinner because... You're not a sinner because you sin. You, are a, you sin because you are a sinner. Sin, sin is a symptom of the sin nature. Well, Pastor Wayne, I, I'm born again. I know I'm born again, so why do I sin? I'm glad you asked. The Apostle Paul talks about in the, in the book of Romans, he talks, he talks about how, the, how that when sin died, it left behind a body. If I died, if I fell fell over dead right here in this pulpit, my spirit would leave and go to be with the Lord, but I would leave behind a body. This body would would immediately start to decay, it would immediately start to rot, and and, and this this body would be left behind. When sin died in in your spirit and you got infused with the nature of God, it left behind a Body. That is why you. That is why uh, some, pe- some people. Some people are are stuck by habitual sin. They, it's not that they're not born again. It's not that they don't want, don't want to do the right thing. But they have the, they have this body of sin that has been left behind when the old man died, and they are and they are in. Uh, they haven't renewed their mind as to the victory that we already have in Christ to our righteousness that we have in Christ, and to the, full, to the finished redemptive work of the cross. Wow. None, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I haven't scrolled in my tablet at all. This is totally off script, guys. This is not, this is not in my notes. None of it. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the CD and make an outline so I can put it in the study guide. Really? <laughs> God. But, th- but think, about, think about this. Think about this. oh well, Pastor Wayne. You know, if you sin, you got to get that th- get that under the blood. Really, really, wow. really. Actually, this is say this, this is what I was taught. Oh you got it, you got to be careful because if you see it if you sin if you sin at all, you better get, you better get it under the blood. If you're in a car wreck and on your way home and you die, you're going to hell, really? Re- really? Really? Is, the, is, the, is that what the Bible says? You can make you can make it say that. Well, Pastor Wayne, you know, you know people's names were blotted out of the book of life. If, if they were in the book of life, they had to be in the book of life before they got blotted out. That is true, and the Bible does say that. And you can, sin, sin will carry you to a point, if you continue in sin, it will carry you to a point where you will eventually renounce your salvation, you will renounce God, and once that happens, sweet friend, it is over. You will not, period. I want to go on record as saying this. You will not, if that happens, you will not, cannot ever come back to God. Really? 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 Really, really? Pastor Wayne? Really, really? Hebrews chapter 6. For it is impossible for those who were once, this is verse number four. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again to repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. If you renounce your salvation, if you turn your back on God and renounce your salvation, you will go to hell. There is no more hope for you, period. It's not, it won't happen. Can't do it. That's why, but, but see, But see. But see we, I'm not saying that Christians aren't capable of sin. If, if that speed limit sign says 55 and you're doing 56, guess what? You've sinned. Well, doesn't that mean I'm going to hell? No. No, that does not mean you've gone, you're going to hell if you die in a car accident. That means that you've blown it. That means that you're still living on this physical world. That means that you've blown it. Do I need to repent? Absolutely, you need to repent. Because the, John said, uh, in one of the little Johns, he said, he said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have no sin, we do not the truth and we make him a liar. Holiness, you need to live as holy as you possibly can. You, need, you do, you need, you need to. Let's go back to Romans. And I'll tell, I tell you, I will tell you, I'm not I'm not I'm not afraid or ashamed to say this Thursday night I was sitting in my motel room and I have read Romans chapter five I don't know how many times over the last 27 years that's how long I've been in ministry for 27 years actually uh, probably closer to been reading it for probably closer to 28 because I was I was born born again probably 6 months before I ever started preaching. So um, just for kicks and giggles though, we'll say, we'll say 27. But I was reading Romans chapter 5 and Romans chapter 6. And I had been praying that evening. Um I'd been, I'd, been, I'd been praying that evening. I, I actually left my computer and my tablet here at church last Sunday. So I had my old computer with me, and I was installing some software on it, so I couldn't use it. Didn't have my tablet. Didn't have my, couldn't use my, computer, my old computer. So I'm just praying, and I, I'm reading Romans chapters 5 and chapter 6, and all of a sudden, it's, it's, like, it's like a veil was lifted off of me. I got a fresh revelation of these two chapters. Fresh revelation. I, I, and I had, I had read, Tony, I had read this and read this and read this for years. But all of a sudden, my eyes landed on, on Romans 5.8, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I looked up that word commendeth and I about tore that motel room apart. Why? Because that word commendeth means to put back into favorable standing. Whoo! Glory to God. I'm in favorable standing with God. And there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> well, you know, don't get religious on me. You didn't do anything to become a sinner. You didn't do anything to become righteous. Well, what shall well Pastor Wayne, you're you're just giving people a license to sin. They're doing a pretty good job of sinning without me giving anybody a license. So what shall we say then? Chapter 6, verse 1. Shall we continue in, in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. <clears throat> God forbid. How shall we watch this now. This is going to further prove my point. How shall we that are dead? dead to sin live any longer therein you're dead to sin, well you know you got two natures, you got, the, you got a sinful nature and you got the nature of God on the inside of you and you are warring one with the other all the time constantly, wrong that's schizophrenic that's schizophrenia God's not schizophrenic and he didn't leave you schizophrenic All these voices. No. You sin again. Again, you sin because the when sin died in you, you're dead to sin. And you sin, you are capable of sin because your body and your mind are not born again. One third of your salvation is complete. One third of you, if you're born again, is wall to wall Holy Ghost. It's not capable of sin. You might be down in the dumps. You might not be feeling good. You might be depressed. You might be broke, busted, and disgusted. But your inner man, your born-again spirit is doing handsprings because you're hearing some truth that not many pastors will dare to tell you. Amen. Well, I don't know, Pastor Wayne. Uh, I just, I just don't know. That almost sounds too good to be true. That's because it's the gospel. It's Amen. good news. Amen. It's good news, and it the, the the Greek word for gospel it, it literally means nearly too good to be true. You know, you hear something all the time. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Well, this isn't. This is too. This is nearly too good to be true, but it is true. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. Know you not, verse 3, that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Thursday night, I'd, I just I just decided Thursday night. You know what? I, I'm tired. I'm tired of just trying. Just every now and then, living out of my spirit. I'm tired of just every now and then uh, 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 get, getting a little bit of glory to getting a little bit of glory to get me by. I'm tired of every now and then just getting a little feel good and then go, getting my coming to church, getting my church high, and then going home. And something happened in the rest of the week, and man, I just fall apart like a wet paper bag. Tired. Are you saying you've been doing that, Pastor Wayne? Well, I'm not going to say that I have, but I'm not going to say that I haven't either. And the truth be told, we're all guilty. Truth be told, we're all guilty. But see, this this right here says that we should be walking in newness of life. I, we we have, uh, Jesus said John chapter ten verse ten the thief comes not before to kill to steal and to destroy but I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly amplified says till it overflows Amen. I don't know about you I'm ready to start living out of my spirit man Amen. I'm re- I'm re- I'm ready to I'm ready I'm ready to start living out of my spirit man and I'm I, see. What, what, what I just got a revelation of, this just happened just this instant. I just got a revelation of this. I'm a miracle walking someplace to happen. Yep. Right. I, was, I was at a store Friday and the receiver looked at me. And she said, she said, Wayne, don't get close to me. I've got the crud. I, I looked at her and I said, that's okay. The crud can't survive in my body. Amen. Can't. Why? Because my born-again spirit is bigger than the crud. My born-again spirit is is identical to Jesus. Jesus never got the crud. That's good. Verse 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, watch this now, that our old man is crucified with him that the here's what I was talking about that the body of sin might be destroyed that we henceforth should not serve sin when it died when sin died it left behind a body and if you are if you are trapped by habitual sin that right there's why what you need to do is you need to get a revelation of Romans chapter 5 and Romans chapter 6 and you need, you, you need to walk in that revelation, keep it fresh before your eyes. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. He's given me so much at, 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 one time, at one time. It's like a machine gun. If you don't keep this fresh before your eyes, you can't just do this one time. If you just do this one time, you'll get, you'll get what I was just talking about a, a minute ago. You'll get just a little bit of glory to carry you through and you, you will eventually fall flat on your face. If you don't keep this before your eyes, if you don't keep it in your eye gate, keep it in your ear gate and keep it coming out of your mouth, it will not work. Right. Won't. Won't. It, you mean it's not just automatic, Pastor Wayne? No, nope. nope. It's not. It's not. Watch this now. Verse seven. He that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death has no more dominion over him or you or me. You know, if we got a revelation of this, we could go to the doctor. The doctor could look at us and say, you're going to die. If we had the revelation that Paul had for me to live as Christ and to die as gain, and he looked at you and said, you're going to die, it'd be all you could do, just keep from reaching up and kissing him right on the mouth. Why? We sing songs. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing. That's a great song, by the way. Doctor tells us we're going and we fall apart. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. If we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him. You're going to live forever. You will live forever still alive he's just living in hell how do you know that Pastor Wayne how do I know that because of the evidence of the life that he lived he hated God, hated God's people you can't hate God and hate God's people and go to heaven won't happen Death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, verse 10, he died unto sin once, but at, uh, in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Watch this now. Likewise, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. My dad, my dad growing up, he, I would ask him something and he would look at me and say, I reckon... Dad, are we gonna go? Are we going so and so? I reckon. I reckon. Dad, are you doing all right? I saw him yesterday. Dad, are you doing all right today? Why? I reckon. In East Tennessee, that means absolutely, yes sir, emphatically, yes sir, yeah. It is actually a mathematical term. It it involves bookkeeping. And it's it's like it's like Miss Judy back there. She she doesn't come out here because she's back there doing our books. She hears everything that's going on though. Isn't that right, Judy Ball? Said the voice from the office. But anyway, at the end of the year, she will have to tally or or add up all of the contributions made to the rock church. She has to reckon the books. She's adding it up and coming to a conclusion. Add it up is what he's saying. Likewise, add it up and count yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Are you saying that I can... I can live life without sinning? Nope. I'm saying that you can mostly live life without sinning. There, be some, there will always be somebody that will push your button. Always. There will, be, there will be days that you have a bad day and somebody cuts you off in traffic or follows you too closely in traffic through an intersection and you want to chase them down and you want to put the smack down on them. You feel the spirit of slap coming all over you, and you want to stop your pickup truck and throw it up into park and climb out of your pickup truck and pull them through their driver door window and just smack them real good for all they're worth. Don't look at me so sanctified. Don't look at me so sanctified. All y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. I know Gary does. He, he used to drive a truck. You used to drive to work. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like you've experienced that, Pastor Wayne. Absolutely I have. Recently. What? You're telling on yourself people won't come and hear you preach. I've preached empty seats before. i would do it again. When I first started preaching, I'd I'd be studying. I uh, I still lived at home with my parents, and I'd be studying, and and God would reveal something to me, and and I I preached to the fireplace. It happens. Why does it happen? because you still live in a fleshly body and your mind is not renewed. Thanks be to God for a godly wife that says, Wayne, if you don't go on, just go on to the store. I'm getting out of this truck and I'm not getting back in and and I I will call Beth and she'll come and get me and you'll be on your own. And I looked at her and I was shocked at myself. I was. I was absolutely shocked at myself. I said, I have absolutely no idea where that just came from. In my physical mind, I didn't. But now I do. That body of sin, that body of sin raised, tried to resurrect. Do you realize... Do you realize that if you try to leave, live a legalistic lifestyle, if you try to live by the law, well, I have to, do, I have to give my tithe. I have to read my chapter. I, see, while, while I'm on that, don't, don't make our chapter reading every week, don't make that legalistic. If you miss a chapter, it's no big deal. Why are we doing it? We're doing it so we can keep the word before our mind and we're doing it all doing it together so that we're all literally on the same page. But if you miss, if you miss a chapter or if you miss a day, don't don't worry about it. It's not it's not that big a deal. Oh, people! But people get all bent out of shape. Oh God, I missed a chapter. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I didn't give my time. I, I'm a curse. Oh God, what am I gonna do? Oh God, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Gloom, despair, and y'all pray for me. We just get all bent out of shape. It's not that big a deal. It's not. Well, Pastor Wayne, while you're preaching, nobody will ever read their Bible again and nobody will ever tithe. No, I'm setting you free. I'm setting you free to read your Bible at your leisure and I'm setting you free to give at your leisure. You in the word? Not out of necessity. Or out of a grudging heart. Or begrudgingly, rather. Let's see, like what, verse 12, I love verse 12. Verse 12 is a command, Romans 6, 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof, neither yield yourselves members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God and as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. 14 for sin shall not have dominion over you this this is not saying if you do this sin shall not have dominion over you this is saying sin does not have dominion over you if you're following along in the chapter, I know you can pull those verses out and you can make it look like he said, well, you, you got to live holy. You got to do this and then this will happen. That is not what this says. Now, if you read this in context, that, that is not what this says. This is saying that it's all a result of what Christ did on the cross. It is all a result of righteousness living inside of us. Sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law but under Grace. Look at Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. If Romans isn't one of your favorite books, you need to you maybe you I don't know, maybe you need to get born again or reread it or something. 5:18, but if you, but if you be led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Law says you have to do this, 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 and this. Law says if you don't do this, this will happen. You will be under the curse. That's, grace says Christ has redeemed us from the curse being made a, cor- a curse for us uh, that, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. I left part of that verse out. It, it goes on. It says, for cursed is everyone that hangeth upon the tree. Look here back, back in Romans chapter 6, verse 15. Because we're not under law, we're under grace. What, what then? Shall we sin because we're not under the, under the law but under grace? God forbid. For know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves, servants to obey, his servants you are, to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. You need to live as holy as you possibly can. Why? Because it keeps the power of God fresh in your life. It keeps you in touch with God. It keeps you. It ke- It keeps you uh, uh, in tune with God. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking specifically now about works of of righteousness and works of holiness. Your born again spirit is righteous and holy. Period. That's not what. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, that, your, that your acts of holiness or your acts of righteousness affects God toward you. It doesn't. Why? Because the Bible says that Christ has been made unto us righteousness, holiness, and peace. But you need to live holy because it keeps the, the door shut to the enemy. You need to live holy, I need to live holy because when we live holy we are we are at all times uh, ready instruments for the power of God to flow through. Not living holy will restrict the power of God in your life, not because God is refusing to uh, to 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 use you, but because you 're not usable it 's not got anything to do with god and to and to a degree even though you 're not living. Uh, not living a a holy life, God will still use you a little bit. Can you prove that, Pastor Wayne? Absolutely I can. Absolutely I can. How many preachers have we seen since the 1980s that have fallen, that had mega, mighty, powerful, mega ministries, God used them mightily, and they fell and they said, well, maybe that wasn't God. No, that was God. That was God. It was God. God's not relating to you based on your performance. God's relating to you based on who Jesus is. Amen? So that's why you need to live as holy as you can. That's why you need to do the right thing. Live Live as close to God as you can. I encourage you. Not, 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 not so God won't do something to you, but so that God can do something through you. Something great through you. He'll work through you. He'll work with you. That, that, don't get legalistic on me now. Pastor Wayne, I've never heard it like that. Just because we've never heard it like that doesn't mean that it's not right. I, I read to you directly out of the Word of God in context. Gave you several scriptures too. Amen.